Do you believe your sensitivity is your biggest weakness? That's what a lot of highly sensitive persons think and experience. I'm going to show you that your sensitivity is actually your greatest strength. We will discuss all kinds of topics related to being a highly sensitive person, have inspiring guests and above all, give you all kinds of information and tools so you can learn to use it as a strength. My name is Annette Zwart, life coach for highly sensitive persons. Welcome to Sensitive and Strong. So today I want to talk to you about mental fitness for HSPs. How often do you hear your inner voices saying that you are really bad at this or you just really messed this up? Uh, I'm a positive intelligence coach and I'm just starting with this wonderful method. And so most of the information I'm about to share with you comes from Shirzad Khamin's book and the program he developed called Positive Intelligence. So in Positive Intelligence, we call that voice our judge the voice that criticizes everything you do, and sometimes even very harshly. We all have that voice, and it can make your life pretty miserable, but also very anxious and very stressful. And so throughout the time, I have done a lot of different courses and uh, learning how to cope with the challenges of life, um, even teaching that to others as a coach. And some of these tools were really awesome. And as an HSP, even after all these life-altering learnings, I still had daily struggles because life can be so much very complicated. I mean, being an HSP is just not that simple, right? So even if you yourself are in a complete state of flow and ease, most of us still have to deal with a lot of other people around us who are not always in your zone of flow and kindness. And they don't have your perspective on the world. So they can pull you out of the out of your flow, sometimes very hard and very quickly. And so you lose your energy and you think again, like, oh, why does this, why does it has to be so complicated? Why does it has to be so hard? And why does it need to be such a struggle all every time? And so after applying the principles of positive intelligence for five months now, I can honestly say that life has become so much more easier and there's so much more ease and flow for me, less struggle, uh, less worry, and mostly also less anxiety about all the things that could happen. So the principles that I learned, they make so much sense to me. And leading my life according to those principles and insights, it makes it it makes life so much less stressful and, and more fun. So every day life seems to flow with more ease. And of course, that doesn't mean everything is peaceful and I encounter no problems anymore. <laughs> I mean, it means I have finally found a way to cope with it in a much more effective way. So let me share a little bit more about that. So all the voices you have in your head can make it pretty stressful living. It sounds a bit like you're ready for the psych ward when you say it like that. But I mean, the inner voices that we all have, uh, they're judging ourselves, they're judging the people around us and all the situations all the time. 
And those voices, they often they generate a lot of negative emotions through how you perceive your daily life. And all the automated patterns that you have that describe your reactions, they cause how you think, how you feel, and how you, to res how you respond to, uh, to the situations and experiences. And so they cause all your stress, all your anxiety, the self-doubt, the frustration, uh, the restlessness and unhappiness. And they sabotage your performance. They sabotage your well-being uh, and mostly also your relationships. And so that's, that may sound like a very strong statement, but I found this to be really 100% true. So it can be very difficult to quiet or change the tone of those voices. And you may even think that it can't be done because how could you not think something, right? Seems kind of impossible. And so, especially I think as HSPs, we have a strong inner voice that always is judging everything, mostly ourselves, but also others and our circumstances. And they're always on the alert to see what is going on? Do we need to adjust anything? Because we do think and experience the world different than the 80% of all people. Uh, we have a stronger adjustment and adaptability so we, uh, so we can fit in better. And unconscious behavior mostly, uh, that is in basic design to protect us. And so everyone has these voices, but I think HSPs have stronger ones because we want to fit in and, and not stand out, right? So all throughout the day, we have, we, we judge ourselves. We judge others' uh, experiences and we judge it as good or bad, uh, not good enough, almost okay, could have been a little bit better, um, this needs to improve majorly. Um, but mostly they keep us always on alert and they make us adjust our behavior all the time. How to prevent the bad from happening, how to avoid certain situations, how to please others so everything will be all smooth and everything will go very easy. And so also the basics, um, as I like to call them, like the the things that you may or may not get stressed about, but what you are always aware of. For example, like how people around you are feeling and what their mood is. Um, maybe even what you could improve to, to that mood for other people, what you could do. Um, and also what they're doing. Is everything going as it should be? What do you need to do to change it, to improve it? Um, and either for yourself, but mostly also like at work and for other people. And so those are, I think, the basic things that most HSP are sort of like having an antenna for all day long. Um, so the basic awareness that we have as HSPs that other people don't seem to be much bothered by. Um, you know, like the things that they comment to us about, like, why are you thinking so difficult about this? Don't think too deeply about it or um, let it go for once and just don't uh, think about it too much. And so we don't always uh, even recognize all the different variations of those voices, but there are a number of them and they all have their own specific area of focus and they can be very, very tiring and creating a lot of anxiety for us. 
And so the one thing that is uh, universal that we all have is the judge. And the judges uh, judging ourselves, the people around us and situations. And it's not only what most people know, know as the inner critic. There's much more to it than that. Um, it is go it's much stronger also than the inner critic. So there's also nine other saboteurs and they each have their own way of badgering you and um, they're all accomplices to the judge. And so one example is uh, the stickler. Everything you do needs to be perfect or it's just not good enough and you will have failed. So the stickler works you very hard. It keeps pushing you to make sure that you watch out for every little detail and even more. Um, everything needs to be in order and organized to the details. And it makes you all also anxious uh, if you don't get it all perfect. So you get very stressed by uh, the stickler. Um, one of the others, uh, the pleaser, and this is a saboteur which is very strongly present in a lot of HSPs. Um, it creates a strong need for everything to go smoothly, uh, wanting people to like you, trying to gain acceptance and affection by always helping other people. And so always worrying if you did a good enough job, um, afraid that people might see you as selfish if you do look after yourself. And so when you have a strong pleaser, you may lose sight of your own needs. And as a result, you could also become a little bit resentful. Like, why are they don't, why don't they see that I'm doing so much for them? And so the other saboteurs are the controller, the hyperachiever, the restless, the hyperachiever, the avoider, the victim, also very, uh, uh, present, I think, in HSPs, and lastly, the hyper-rational. And so without being aware of these saboteurs, they can make your life a real challenge and they create so much stress and, anxi and anxiety. But it doesn't need to be such a struggle. And to find more about your saboteurs, and you can do a uh, online test which ones are the strongest in you and I'll put a link into the description uh, of the episode as well so you can find out more about them and on the other side you also have a sage inside of you like your inner wisdom uh, the voice that encourages you to do the things that are good for you even if they are scary or uh, that things won't fall apart if you make a mistake and that you can be kind and loving uh, when you need support. And the sage lives in a, a region of the brain associated with positive emotions and has uh, peace and calmness and also a clear headed focus and creativity and like seeing the bigger picture. So the more you are able to recognize the saboteurs and the sage voice, the more you are able to silence those saboteurs and strengthen the sage voice. And that is in total what we call mental fitness. 
So if you build up your mental resilience, you can make a huge shift in how you experience life. And so what you need for this are three steps, basically. And so the first one is building up your muscle to intercept your saboteurs. The second one is to strengthen your sage voice. And the third one is building up your self-command muscle to really uh, have better self-command over a lot of your thoughts. And so your saboteurs, they motivate you through all kinds of negative emotions, such as fear, stress, anger, guilt, shame, insecurity. And on the other side, your sage motivates you through positive emotions, such as empathy, curiosity, creativity, passion and purpose. And so you might wonder about the saboteurs generating success for you. They can do that, but it's mostly on a short term and they won't generate happiness. They create success by, by stress, by pushing you, by increasing the bad things that might, might happen. And on the other hand, the sage, it generates your highest success and also sustained happiness. So it does this with positive emotions like empathy, curiosity, creativity, passion and purpose. And so we all have those powers in us. Really true. <laughs> and so that can bring up the question, are negative emotions good for you? And is pain good for you? So negative emotions are only helpful as an alert signal. The metaphor which shows this, shows this very clearly is a picture of having your hand on a hot stove. You feel the pain of the heat, but then you will want to remove your hand. So the signal is the pain, and so you adjust it by pulling back your hand. And so staying with the negative emotions is like keeping your hand on the hot stove. It keeps you also, from seeing the situation clearly, it's kind of difficult to think when you're in pain, right? And so those are the negative emotions that keep you, you keep your hand on the hot stove. And so the sage's response is with empathy, with curiosity, creativity, or laser-focused action. And the sage's perspective is that every outcome or circumstance can be turned into a gift and opportunity. It's kind of a challenging concept, but I believe it to be 100% true. <clears throat> so to illustrate this, there's this uh, Chinese proverb that goes like this. So a Chinese farmer has this awesome prize-winning stallion. And one day, this stallion is stolen. So a neighbor comes over when they hear this and they say, well, I'm so sorry that your beautiful stallion was stolen. That's really terrible. And the farmer says, well, who knows if this is a good thing or a bad thing? And so the neighbor is a little bit puzzled by this answer and goes away. And so then a few days later, the stallion comes back and he brought with him a few wild mares. And so then the neighbor comes over again and congratulates the farmer that the stallion brought home more horses. Like, how awesome is that? You now have more horses. 
And then the farmer says again, well, who knows what is good or what is bad? Then the next day, the farmer's son is trying to ride one of the new mares uh, and he falls off the horse and he breaks his leg, which causes a real bad injury. And so then the neighbor comes over again and says, oh, how awful that your son broke his leg. Terrible. And the farmer says again, well, who knows what is good and what is bad? A little time after, then a war breaks out and all the young men are called to fight. And so the farmer's son gets to stay at home because of his injured leg. And because of that, he's spared a certain death. So then the question is, what perspective is true? The saboteurs say this is really, really bad. And the sage says, it's a gift. So which one is true? Hmm. So the answer to that question is whichever you believe becomes true. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe it's a bad thing, then it is. And it will be a bad thing. And if you believe it's a gift, it will also be true or become true. Some things take a little bit more time. But if you believe it's a gift, then it will be a good thing. So the saboteurs have been roaming freely around in your mind for a long time, depending on how old you are, of course. Um, but most likely you will see them as a helping as helping you to stay on course. And you probably don't recognize them for keeping your hand on the hot stove. And we think they protect us from worse. So maybe you recognized one of the one or more of the saboteurs. Most people have more, and at situations you uh, probably have all of them in in more or less of a active presence. And so maybe you are also familiar with the judge that criticizes everything you do, and you try to keep them at bay, but it can be really hard if you don't have the right tools to do that. Especially without, if you don't have the counterweight of the sage, you probably only get this far with shushing them. And so some techniques can help you recognize saboteur voices and uh, they can make you see the sage perspective. But what often is missing is the self-command muscle in between. And so this really is a muscle, a mental muscle. And building it takes time and effort, which can be challenging. But the more you practice to use the self-command muscle, the better you will get it. It's like the same uh, as working in a gym. Uh, if you uh, do push-ups every time, it becomes easier after time. So um, the self-command muscle, is what, what it does is basically it means you build in a pause and you create with that pause, you create a reset for your brain. And this allows it to become conscious of the saboteur and it gives you the ability to switch to a sage perspective. So how does such a pause work? How do you create it? So in positive intelligence, we call them also reps, just like you would do in a gym. And so you do these reps for your mental fitness and they can be really simple. I'll, I'll demonstrate it to you. So if you focus your 
attention and become aware of your fingers, your hand. Um, and just if you push your, uh, your finger and your thumb against each other and you gently rub them on top of each other and just so gentle that or with that uh, pressure that you feel the fingertip ridges and just try it just rub your fingers with such attention that you feel the ridges on your on your fingertips and focus on that and just for 10 seconds just be aware of that sensation have your conscious uh, attention be with that feeling. And so that is basically a positive intelligence rep, a PQ rep. Um, and so that this is one of many ways to do a PQ rep. Uh, and by doing it, you're training your mental fitness. It can be very easy, <laughs> as you noticed. And uh, by the way, the system of positive intelligence is all backed up by science. And the research includes results from the neuroscience, from positive psychology, from cognitive psychology, and also by performance science. And it includes the results from studies at Stanford University, from world-class uh, world athletes, and it comes from participants from over 50 different countries. So basically the PQ operating system is very easy. It's you you're feeling a negative emotion, you stop, you recognize that you're in saboteur mode, you do some PQ reps to quiet the saboteurs and then activate the sage. And assuming that the sage perspective that every problem can be converted into a gift and opportunity. So generate that gift by using the sage powers like empathy, curiosity, creativity, and also calm, clear-headed action. So basically the, the system itself is not very complicated. It's just the, the order in which you do this because often you're, the sage is something you're familiar with like activating your creativity or thinking about something, having empathy, but then the saboteurs get in the way again. So really be conscious of these three steps makes it much more focused and uh, become more clear. So you might wonder, like, is it really possible to just shift from saboteur to sage response? even in the toughest of challenges? So the answer to that is yes, but the speed and the depth of the shift depends on the mental muscle strength and the intensity of the situation. So the more familiar you are with the PQ reps and the easier it is to you, the more practice you have had, uh, it also becomes uh, easier to deal with, with tough challenges. And so it depends really on the mental muscle strength. And so real lasting positive change requires like 20% insight and 80% mental muscle. 
And so that's where oftentimes things go wrong, that you know what is going on, you know where you're going uh, off the track and where you get totally stressed, but you're missing the practice for the mental muscle part. So, and that's where positive intelligence is really great at uh, changing this, this. So success really requires an intense initial practice. And so for a new practice to become a habit, it takes in general like 15 minutes a day for six to eight weeks. And so the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So think of it like this. If you, you cannot defeat a gang of 10 bandits by sending in one fighter a day for 100 days. So you really need like more um, fighters to defeat those 10 bandits. And that's what you do with practicing intensely for uh, 15 minutes a day for six to eight weeks. And so that's really a great way how the positive intelligence program works. So if you want to learn more about your saboteurs, um, you can read more about them uh, and take a test online, uh, which you'll find on the website of uh, positiveintelligence.com slash saboteurs. And it will give you a better understanding of all the different saboteurs. And of course, you can also contact me and schedule a chat to find out more about how all of this can help you have less stress and anxiety in your life. I'd love to discuss this more uh, because I'm, I, I love talking about these things. Um, and if you have any questions or comments, you can also let me know via my uh, social media pages on Facebook or LinkedIn or via email. Uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn, it's like high sensitive coaching. You can find me there. And so you'll always get an answer because I love to talk about these topics. So I would love hearing from you. Thank you for listening today. If you want to become sensitive and strong as well, visit my website, highsensitivecoaching.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out once a month with information about my webinars, programs, coaching sessions, and all other activities. Join me next time again at Sensitive and Strong.